Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho. 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 That was, that was all that was off. That was, no, it's not, because I'm about to fix it in editing, baby. It's going to sound amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is that. and I am here with my little brother, Micah, and my cousin, Kyle, and this is Wrestle Life Radio, episode 89, and we're here to tell you all about the Elimination Chamber. All Yay. about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, most of the time we agree, but from us chatting earlier... I think we're going to have some pretty strong disagreements tonight. So I'm actually more excited to talk tonight than I usually am. Um, and honestly, I've been looking forward to this basically all day. If you would like a hint on where people's feelings are, uh, just pay attention to the uh, cadence and the attitude we all had at that first cheer that was going on. It'd probably give you a little bit of an idea. <laughs> I don't know. I was much more psyched for that chant than I was for the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, fair enough. Before we get started with the Elimination Chamber review, we're going to do a This Day in Wrestling History. And 24 years ago today, Mick Foley had his final match with ECW in the ECW Arena in Philly, which just so happens to be where Elimination Chamber came from. Mm-hmm. Or aired from. I bet that crowd was better. Uh, they probably were. And he won. He defeated Mikey Whipwreck, which I think Mikey Whipwreck's whole gimmick was he always lost. So, And go. he was a uh, Mick Foley's protege. Checks out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some other matches that appeared on this card. Chris Jericho defeated Taz via disqualification. Rey Mysterio Jr. defeated Juventud Guerrera in a best out of three falls match, two to one. Raven defeated Shane Douglas to retain the ECW title. And uh, the Eliminators, I don't remember who that is, defeated Hack Myers and Bubba Ray Dudley to retain the ECW World Tag Team Championships. Mm. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. But okay, I've been looking forward to this all day. We're going straight into the Elimination Chamber. And let's talk about it. Micah, you can you can uh, do our predictions when, when, as we go through the matches. Uh, the Viking Raiders wrestled... Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, and I don't think any of us picked that because I don't think they advertised it until the last minute. Is that correct? Yeah, I didn't even know the match happened until after the show because yeah. I didn't watch the pre-show. And it was like four minutes long. Literally nothing happened. I mean, I, yeah, the pre-show in the, like by itself was an hour long, and there was five minutes of wrestling on it. So yeah, we all would have picked the Viking Raiders, and we all would have been correct. So correct. There we go. So yay, one point for all of us. So, um, for those of you that listened to the preview show, you'll know that Kyle was not able to be on it. So, Riley was our third pick. That is Micah's wife. Mm-hmm. So, the three of us are going to get graded. And my, my, Kyle, you can just you can take Riley's picks if you want. Yeah, I'll be that. I'll be uh, Riley's surrogate for this. Uh, there you go. For this okay. review, the the Riley surrogate, the yeah. Riley surrogate. Um, so the show opened just immediately as soon as it came on with Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. And I'm really excited to see what the two of you thought of it. So, Micah, why don't you kick it off for us and tell us who we predicted as well. Uh, we all chose Daniel Bryan because – and, Matt, and Matthew did say he would, could see Gulak getting over on Bryan just because of Daniel Bryan and how his personality is. But, yeah, we all chose Daniel Bryan, yeah. uh, which I think was the obvious choice here. Uh, this is one of the, I want to say, more fleshed-out matches of the pay-per-view, really. It actually had a little bit of story into it. I would like to see a little bit more leading into it, but we got to see Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan. It was actually a, it was actually a good match. Um, I, 
one of the better ones of the night, I would say. I mean, Daniel Bryan's in it, so obviously. Um, it had a very amateur, like, if you could just suspend your disbelief a little bit, you could see this as an amateur wrestling match. Right. Uh, it was all submissions. It was all ground game. There wasn't a whole lot to look at, which, you know, a lot of people don't like flippy wrestling, uh, that type of wrestling. That's my favorite. Rey Mysterio is my favorite wrestler, so that should tell you something. Uh, but yeah, it, it had a lot of actual good wrestling. Uh, there was a couple spots which I think were, I think a couple were intentional to make it look like Gulak was actually taking advantage of uh, Daniel Bryan's neck. And I think there was Correct. one spot where it was unintentional and he almost broke his neck. It was bad. And I actually heard that it was intentional that Daniel Bryan called that and he wanted the match oh, to feel real. Don't do that, Daniel. Please don't do that, Daniel Bryan. We love you, man. Keep wrestling for a while. Hey, yeah, don't hey, Randy Orton hey, yourself. Drew, Drew when, I, when I go over on this German suplex, nearly kill me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Stone Cold that Steve Austin and Owen Hart? <laughs> do that to me. We want the people to really feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that part. <laughs> I think Daniel D did mean to do that, but I don't think he probably meant to do that, if that makes any sense. Right. Not as bad as <laughs> what happened. Yeah, there's a lot of times in wrestling when they're slow-moing a move, they kind of cut away last minute so you can't see they're actually not hitting. They did not cut away. It, it looked like it actually was going to kill him. <laughs> not, did, not only did they not cut away, they showed a replay like a million times. And it's like, hey, he almost died. <laughs> from a million angles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say this was actually a good match. So I, I will give this match a good rating. It gets enough okay. to steal uh, Simon Miller's gimmick. Ah. Kyle? Yeah, I... Uh, I thought this was by far the best match on the show. It was, I'm surprised it was on a sports entertainment program because it, it was what we've been seeing in AEW that we've been praising so much these last couple of months. It was, I mean, I mean we obviously like I had some apprehensions on the angle because I was actually into it until last week when I kind of wasn't a fan of, Curtis Axel just coming in and nearly, you know, beating Daniel Bryan. But I mean, Matt and I talked about it and I was like, if they come out and have a good match with it, I'll be fine with it. Like I'll be happy. And that's exactly what they did here. They, they came out, they had a great match together. Uh, I mean, it was a story that they had built up. Obviously Drew Gulak said he had, you know, he saw weaknesses in Brian's game. Brian said, all right, fool, well, let's go in here, you know, an elimination chamber. Let's see what you got. And I mean, the, the entire match, Gulak outstruck him, out wrestled him. He, everything that Brian threw at him, he, you know, he nearly had a counter for. He nearly killed him. I mean, it, it had everything. And he just basically fell short at the very end. But I mean, I thought it was a fantastic match. It, it, it was good from start to finish, told a great story. And it, to me, by far the best thing on the show. I loved this match. I absolutely love chain wrestling, and boy, nowadays, is it a lost art. Basically, most of your new indie wrestlers love flippy wrestling. And you know what? I also love flippy wrestling. And if you listen to the earlier episodes of this podcast, you will know that I did not love flippy wrestling. But my gosh, I just love wrestling. And as long as people can do it well, I love any match type. With that said... If it's done well, I'm not sure there's anything I like more than chain wrestling. And Daniel Bryan is a wrestling genius. And Drew Gulak, obviously, very, very talented. There was one little spot where 
Drew Gulak had his legs around Daniel Bryan's head, and Daniel Bryan did a handstand because that is something that for years and years and years people have used to get out of that maneuver. Well, Drew Gulak just lifts his legs up and slams Daniel Bryan's head directly into the mat. And it was just something that you've never seen before. It was so simple. I mean, he probably dropped him eight or eight inches, maybe. And just it looked so amazing for it to be just such this little bitty intricate detail. I love this match. I knew it was going to be great. And uh, to me, this really set the tone to what I thought was a pretty good pay-per-view. And I know you guys both pretty, pretty drastically disagree with me. I don't think it set a tone. I think it set a bar and nothing came close to it. Okay. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I will say though, I did have one negative to this match and it really wasn't the match. Uh, it was the commentary. Now I will say, I actually thought the commentary between uh, from Corey Graves and Michael Cole in this match was fairly well done. They followed the story really well and they pointed out things about, you know, they did say Daniel Bryan's neck injury, which is more a concussion issue that he had, you know, but whatever. It's it's fine. They, they want to sell this. He did have like a stinger at one point that was pretty bad. So I kind of forgave that. The only thing I didn't like about the commentary, and it, it wasn't even really Cole and uh, Graves' fault. It was probably something given to them by Vince. But they kept talking about how Drew Gulak was a student of Daniel Bryan. Like they, he'd watched, you know, so much footage of him. They were like trying to put over. They're putting over Gulak so much, which is good, but they're trying to do it all in one match because none of this had been talked about leading up to this match. None of it had ever been talked about as Gulak when he was like a cruiserweight champion. It had never been mentioned before. Now all of a sudden they're like, oh, he's a, a student of Daniel Bryan. He studied him for years. He's he's dreamed of this moment, you know. And I was just like, okay, BS. Like, tell me about this before they actually had the match. But other than that. I thought this was really good. I mean, I really enjoyed this. That was great. That's a little nitpicky, but I do understand where you're coming from. It is poor storytelling, but gosh, the story told in the ring was just so good. The story itself was good. Just the yeah. timing of them just trying to throw it all in as this match is happening. I was like, tell it to me before. Like, let me know that's how he knows you right. know, this PowerPoint presentation. Like, throw that in there. But like, them trying to do it all at once is them just playing catch up. So, yeah. But okay. yeah, it's my only nitpick. Okay. Our second match was Andrade. Oh, before we do that, after the match, Dan O'Brien kind of pointed at uh, Drew Gulak and told the crowd, hey, give this man some applause. Yeah, and, he, uh, he gave him props. He gave him a thumbs up. Like, hey, yeah, man, he did. You almost got me. So I don't know. Part of me thinks this is, this is going to continue, and I hope that it does. And I think it'll be really interesting to see it continue, but turn into some sort of like blood feud where Daniel Bryan's like, yeah, man, I'll give you another match. You know, you did a great job. And then maybe Drew Gulak, instead of coming out and working this, like maybe the first half of the, the match, he's working this, you know, uh, technical masterpiece with Daniel Bryan. And then he turns around and, you know, slams him through a table or something crazy. And I think that would be a lot of fun. I would yeah, I'd, I'd be down for that. And honestly, I don't know. I literally know nothing about Drew Gulak other than the fact that he has coached other people to beat Daniel Bryan. He hasn't succeeded. Now he's faced Daniel Bryan and hasn't succeeded. But uh, he, he, he seems good. So I would be okay with more matches between him and Daniel Bryan. He's incredibly talented. Very talented. Um, Andrade with Zelina Vega wrestled Humberto Carrillo next. Who do we predict here, Micah? Uh, Riley and I chose Andrade, and you cho chose Umberto. 
Perfect. Wah, wah. <laughs> so I think my thought process was Humberto was going to win, then Angel Garza would be, would come in, and we're going to have set up the Fatal 4-Way. Uh, that didn't happen. This match was good. This was not the best match that Andrade and Humberto has had. There was one spot I want to point out where Andrade is standing up on the corner, and Humberto gets up on the ropes, and then from the ropes jumps straight up and hits him with a Frankensteiner off the top rope. It was really good. I really enjoyed this match. Like It wasn't their best match, but it was still a better match. It was a really good Raw match, I think is a way that I would... I would describe it. It's a uh, match Kyle, we've seen like four times recently on that, Raw. That is fair. Yeah. Kyle, what'd you think? No, I thought it was a really, really good match too. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, I didn't think it was as good as Daniel Bryan Gulak because, uh, I mean, obviously Andrade hasn't been there. Angel Garza wasn't there at all, which I was really disappointed in. Like, he didn't play a role in this match at all. Really, the only thing that had carried over was they did the whole revealing the floor, you know, gimmick during the thing. But, Nobody really took a bump on it. I think they meant to take a bump on it at some point, but the mat like didn't get rolled back far enough, and they just bumped on the double mat. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, still, it was it was a good match. Um, I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think it was. I think it was probably better than a typical Raw match, but yeah, definitely not their best match. Um, so yeah, I thought it was it was good though. Okay, Micah. I thought it was an okay match from a technical standpoint. But I thought it was a nothing match from a story standpoint because we've seen this match so many times. We've seen Andrade and Umberto. We've seen Andrade and Rey Mysterio. When's the last time Andrade has faced in a singles competition someone who's not Latino? Uh, AJ, maybe? Yeah, yeah AJ, maybe. what, like three months? Seth, Seth Rollins. Three, three Rollins. four months ago? Yeah. Gosh, that was a long time ago. Seth Rollins was a okay. face. Like, why does Vince McMahon only think that Andrade can wrestle other Latino wrestlers? Well, why does can only be? Matches are good. They're good. Yeah, they're good, but like they mean nothing to me. Like wrestling is more than the technical prowess in a match. I want a good story from the from the match. Well, you're and at the wrong company. Exactly. I mean, I know that's, you. That's, that's my watching normally. <laughs> that's my issue with the WWE. That's my issue with this entire pay per view. The matches have no story to them. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Gulak is probably the most story of any match of the night. Um. And well, the tag team elimination chamber. We'll get into that. Uh, it's it's just I don't care. I just don't care. And if I don't care, I'm not going to enjoy the match. So that's how I felt about it. I didn't care about it. Um, I'm glad that I I won my my prediction. Yeah, and that's about it. <laughs> I thought the match was. I thought it was good. I did. We've seen it a thousand times. This will turn into a fatal four way at WrestleMania. We can only hope that will also be amazing with probably no build up. I will say, uh, I I don't want to see Umberto get another shot at this title, though. I mean, I thought but he, he got came the, in here. He got a handful of tights again, which we've also yeah, seen happen was, before recently. It was the but same he, finish we've uh, seen a bazillion times with the multiple roll-ups, too. I mean, but to your point, they have wrestled several times already. He hasn't really been able to win much. I mean, this was his shot. So I, I thought if he comes in here and doesn't win it, I don't want to see him have another shot. Like, how can you justify him has, getting another one? If he I know WWE shot. will do it because they always do it, but it makes no sense. If he has another shot, he has to show a bug naked. <laughs> what? Why? Or so just be like Angel Garza and take off up. his pants so you can't grab him. Oh, uh, smart move. Okay, now I get it. Yep. 3D chess. Okay, let's move on from Naked Humberto Carrillo. Um, we have Charlie Caruso backstage with AJ Styles, and she's like, AJ, 
I know this is a no DQ match and I wanted to know if Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are going to be out there with you. And Edge is like, yeah, of course they're going to be out there with me. And Charlie says, do you think that's going to be fair for your opponent? And AJ says, of course not. Why would it be fair for my opponent? I'm AJ Styles. The match will never be fair for my opponent. And I'm like, this is so good. This segment was incredible. Be fair. I'm a huge AJ Styles, Mark. But it was so funny. He's such a good heel. He's so entertaining. I love this. I also love this. AJ Styles is the best. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles right now is probably my favorite in the WWE. Yeah. Um, not of all time, but right now AJ Styles and his role is my favorite. Uh, he's one of the few shining lights in a dreary black land of a company. Uh, <laughs> I, I loved how he was just like, yeah, it's, it's not going to be fair. And then like the camera did like this cutaway thing. I don't know. And then he just kind of like started rambling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was going on there, but it was hilarious. I loved it. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good promo, but I disagree with AJ because this is fair. It was a anything goes match. So it's totally fair. That's the whole point of the match. Yeah. And we will get more into that when we talk about this match. <laughs> so the tag team elimination chamber match is next. I really thought this was going to open the show. And we've got the tag team champions, Miz and Morrison versus the New Day versus the Usos versus Heavy Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus Dolph Ziggler and Bobbert Roode. Micah, who picked two here? Uh, I chose correctly and you all did not. Uh, <laughs> you chose the Usos and Riley chose Heavy Machinery. Yeah. And uh, I don't think she really thought they were going to win, but I think she wanted them to win, which I also yeah. wanted them to win. She but speaks I, with her heart a lot. I knew that wasn't going to happen, unfortunately. I think she it. thinks of her brain, too. Just the uh, the company that books this does not. Yeah. yeah. She, heavy Machinery should have won, yes. If AEW were booking it, Heavy Machinery would be winning and they'd be tag champs because they're over. Uh, but no. Uh, yeah, I chose Miz and Morrison just because I didn't think they would lose the titles uh, this quickly, and I was correct. And uh, Matt chose the Usos. I believe the reasoning was because you wanted to see a few between them and New Day. Correct. Uh, but yeah, I was right and you were all wrong. So <laughs> suck it. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, so this match was really entertaining. There were a couple really big spots that we have to point out. Uh, first of all, Tucker did a forward flip okay. onto basically everyone off of the top, like on top of someone's pod. Those poor men. Yeah, yeah. My favorite thing in wrestling is big men who shouldn't be athletic that are. And that's, that's why, why you love I love Luchasaurus. He's so great. Yeah, that's why I love Tucker. That's and honestly, Otis in a lot of situations. Yeah. You know, he's he didn't he didn't he's fall. He's got the cardio of a two hundred pound man. Sorry, he so. didn't fly, he fell with style. He yeah. did. One hundred percent. there was a spot where Otis came barreling toward Dolph Ziggler and Dolph sidestepped him. Otis ran into the pod but fell out of the chamber. And was it dangerous? No. Like he kind of hopped off. But boy, did it look good. I love that spot. Yeah, I, it was great. And it actually, like, I knew, like, I saw it and I was like, oh, he's okay. And I kept watching it and I was like, is is he okay? He's a big man. Did, yeah. Is he all right? But no, uh, and then Tucker, it was a great moment from Tucker. He's like, yeah. Otis, Otis, get up. It's like he was, yeah. it's like, he was like yelling like old yeller or something. He looks heartbroken. Yeah. It's, it's so, such great storytelling from Tucker and Otis. The shining, again, another shining light of this bleak black land of a company. Uh, they're the best, and Dolph sucks. Yeah, and then there was one other spot 
where um, Lince Dorado climbs to the top of the chamber, the very top. He's hanging from the top. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then does a shooting star press from the top. Like, it was like a gymnast swing into a shooting star press. Like, I don't know how any human's capable of that. Yeah, it was insane. What did you think of the match overall? I actually liked most of this match. Um, I actually thought it was booked pretty well, considering that Tucker and Otis didn't win. Um, I'm glad... I, I really didn't want Otis and Ziggler to have any time together, because uh, I want to save that. But they did, and they had a little bit together, and it was all right. Uh, I would have What I would have preferred happen is I would have preferred if Otis would have you know, been knocked out and Tucker would have came in and eliminated Dolph Ziggler. I would have loved that. And it almost okay. happened, but it didn't. Uh, and I think, was it they double teamed? Was it uh, Miz and Morrison and Dolph Ziggler and, and Rudolph, as, as they're called? Uh, Robert Rudolph yeah. and Dolph Ziggler uh, double teamed yeah. Tucker for the pin. Is that what happened? That's correct. Yeah. And that's okay. Uh, it took two teams to get him down. Four men. So that was that was all right. Um, there were a lot of really good spots. Maybe a couple too many spots from off the top of the pod, uh, but it was it was a pretty good match, considering yeah. the rest of the pay per view. In my opinion of it, Kyle, I thought that five percent of this match was good. I hated the rest of it. You did not. This match was so was so good. This is what people claim that Young Bucks matches are. Okay. All high spots and no psychology. Okay. Now, what is... It's, answer me this question. What is the biggest storyline other than Randy Orton and other than Gulak and Brian, which this is still bigger, but what has been the biggest storyline in WWE the last couple of months? Otis Dolph and Mandy Rose. Yes. So coming into this match... Even coming from SmackDown, because I, I wasn't on the, the preview show where you guys reviewed SmackDown, so I didn't get to share my piece on this. I actually wasn't as happy with the main event of how they uh, they let Heavy Machinery run the gauntlet only to lose to Dolph and uh, Bobbert Roode at the very end. But I did say that, okay, if they're not going to win it here, then something needs to happen at the Elimination Chamber. Either, I thought going in, either Otis and Tucker needed to win the belts here because I mean, they got to continue the story. And I mean, I knew the fans were going to be behind him or because they're going in last Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode need to win the belts at the end. So that way we can have a WrestleMania tag team match for the tag belts. And that story can come up, can culminate to WrestleMania. So for first off we get new day and Usos. And they wrestle for, you know, the whole five minutes or whatever, and nothing happens. Basically, at the very end of it, they have a standoff. So nothing was accomplished. Next, we had the Lucha House party that came in, and they tried to do some cool stuff. But, I mean, let's face it, they were botching all over the place. They had some cool they, stuff. They really were. Yeah, right. that one that one guy almost broke his ankles. Did you see that? I don't know how his legs didn't come attached from his body. For real. <laughs> so, you see the same one that did the shooting star press? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then that's why he went up there. So they did cool stuff, but it meant nothing. And it meant nothing because once Heavy Machinery got in, that's when he went up to the top and 
it was, uh, I believe it was Lince Dorado. He got to the top and it was cool. He did a shooting star press from the top of the cage on everybody except Otis and Tucker. But then they did the typical WWE thing. Once a team starts to shine, they just take them and beat them. So as soon as they hit that move, Otis and Tucker picked up Grand Mendelik, hit him with the uh, trash compactor and beat him. So they're out. And then we obviously have the tag team champs coming in. And then we have Rude and Dolph Ziggler. Once Rude and Dolph Ziggler were in, the stuff with Otis, it could have been better, but it was still really good. They Because everybody wanted to see Otis get his hands on Dolph. And like you said, Matt, it eventually came to Otis trying to you know take his aggressions out on Dolph. Dolph moved out of the way. He busted the cage. And I thought, you know, Tucker was going to, you know, be able to do something, but no, he got double teamed, which made sense, but he got double teamed and got beaten by Bobbert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. And I thought, okay, everybody wanted to see Otis and Tucker win. That's what everybody was cheering for. Really, the match didn't pick up until they came in, but they got eliminated. And I'll tell you what, as soon as they did, I was a little bit disappointed that the crowd was heated. They got the heat that they wanted. The fans are chanting a-holes, a-holes at Dolph and Bobber Roode. They've got him. So Otis is getting helped out. Everybody's, you know, feeling sympathetic. He's being carried out by Tucker. They're all waving goodbye like good heels. And I'm thinking, okay, this is this is great. What they need to do now is go the whole way, pick up the win, get the belts, and Otis and Tucker will face him at WrestleMania, and they'll get their revenge. They'll get their comeuppance. And heavy machinery – They'll be the new big tag team. But no, they immediately just turn around, get kicked by the Usos, get splashed, and they're out of there. Nobody cared about anything for the rest of the match. It was New Day versus the Usos versus Miz Morrison. New New Day got beat. Then the Usos got beat. And the crowd was just dead. They didn't care. Because they're the only thing they cared about in this match was Otis and Dolph. And they were out of there. Yeah, I also did not care. So, Exactly. Why would you? To prove, to prove your point. Because nobody cared about any of the other teams in this match. So it had just Otis and Dolph were the only bit of you know story going into this match. But the rest of it was just high spots and stuff that didn't matter. So I hated it. I didn't like this match at all. And not just because you know, it wasn't the desired outcome I had. But none of it else mattered besides those two teams. It just didn't matter. I like this match. I know you did. <laughs> I enjoyed I it. it at all. I just I think, I don't. I think if you look at it through the lens of like a battle royale, like typically, which I know Matthew enjoys. Yeah. Uh, I can see why you enjoyed this match. But yeah, if you're looking at it from a storytelling booking standpoint, it wasn't booked the best. But it's okay. WWE, so par for the course. And, and so now what they're going to do is they're going to end up doing – Otis and Dolph or, you know, a tag team match at WrestleMania for nothing other than like Mandy's going to be involved probably. But really, I mean, there's no Mandy belts Rose on the on line. A match. Wait, no, we can't do that. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And and um, Mandy's even acting heelish now. So who's even going to care? And then there's going to have another like normal tag match between, I don't know, New Day and Miz and Morrison. Like who knows? But I need, I need better from a man, Otis. I need uh, Alexa Bliss to go on a date with him or something now. Because Mandy Rose badmouthed him on Twitter, and I'm done with her, and I'm done with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. And they deserve each other. Yep. But don't, do uh, my, yeah. don't do my boy Otis wrong like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So after after this match, Charlie is backstage with Natalia, and I'm going to summarize Natalia's interview for you guys, okay? Here goes. Okay. Natalia said, family, family, Beth Phoenix, family, Hart Foundation, Randy Orton, family, family, legacy, Edge, family, family, WrestleMania, family, Shayna Baszler, family, family, family. And that was her entire interview. My gosh. I didn't know someone could save family so many times in a 30-second period. Yeah, she took a uh, Lacey Evans promo class. It was awful. I think it was her audition for the Fast and the Furious movies. (laughs) It just wasn't good. I I just, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. It was just crap. Yeah, it was horrible. Not good. (laughs) No. AJ Styles versus Aleister Black is next. And uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are outside the ring. For some reason, even though it's no disqualification, they do not help AJ for almost the entire match. This match, I was so looking forward to, and I want to see if you guys disagree with me. This match was disappointing. AJ Styles, probably my favorite wrestler in the world today. Aleister Black, incredible wrestler, great up-and-comer, huge fan. For like 20 minutes, I feel like they just did nothing. Like, AJ worked on Aleister Black's leg, and, like, nothing really happened until, like, Aleister Black puts AJ Styles through a table with a meteora. And then he's about to do the Black Mass. And Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows is like, guess we should interfere now since it's completely legal. And they go in to attack Aleister Black. But the lights go out. You hear a dong, gong, whatever you want to call it. Lights come back on. Undertaker is choking the two of them. He lets them go to turn around and choke slam AJ Styles, who gets up into a Black Mass. One, two, three. Alistair Black is your winner. Micah, who do we pick in this match? Uh, this is my first miss. You both chose uh, Alistair Black, and I chose AJ. All right, Micah, you want to open this one for us? I, this match disappointed me as well. Uh, first of all, the crowd was dead following that tag team elimination chamber. Uh, they would have not been dead had Otis and Tucker won, so keep that in mind, Vince McMahon. Uh, yeah, and, and this is probably my most look forward to match. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely my most disappointing match. Uh, AJ was just laying it in on Aleister Black. He was just destroying his legs, making sure he couldn't do a black mass. Uh, but when, when Aleister Black actually had control, you know, like you said, the OC weren't interfering like you would expect them to, like AJ Styles said they would in his promo earlier that night. And you can use the uh, the reasoning of, oh, they just know that AJ would want to win on his own. But he wouldn't. That's not AJ's character. Um, if he was Daniel Bryan or some face or something, I could see uh, them running with that reasoning. But yeah, um, it, I don't know. It wasn't great. I didn't love it. It was a no DQ match, and I feel like it was only because of the Undertaker's interference. Otherwise, it would have been a regular match. Yeah, I liked seeing the Undertaker, but... It also is kind of sad to see The Undertaker because he's old now. Uh, his new gear is cool, so he's got that going for him. Uh, he looked very ministry, Undertaker. And, uh, yeah, he gave him a better chokeslam than he did in Saudi Arabia. Barely. Um, barely, yeah. I'm not looking forward to his match at WrestleMania. I hope it's a tag match. I don't know where they go with the story from here with Aleister Black. I don't know I how think he gets involved. it has to be a tag match. I don't know how he gets involved. He beat AJ clean. Uh, well, I say clean. It's kind of clean because they interfered and then he interfered. I don't know. Uh, he no. did a black mass and he pinned him. So he beat AJ. Undertaker buried AJ in Saudi Arabia. Where do, where do you go from here? I don't I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I was not a fan of this either. Uh, 
I am a big fan of Aleister Black, obviously. Uh, I thought this did nothing for him. Uh, I think part of the reason, you were right, Micah, the crowd was dead. Um, probably a little bit to do with Otis and you know the previous match, but I, th- I think it was just as much to do with Aleister and AJ and how they worked this match because it made no sense why OC was not getting involved. So I thought Aleister Black's coming down the ring. I thought he was just going to like, you know, run, you know, roughshod on everybody. Like he was just going to come out and go out there and boot. Cause I mean, look what happened on raw. He got, you know, cheated or whatever out of the match. He just, you know, didn't read the contract like a dumb baby face, but whatever. They all triple teamed him basically. And that's what, you know, lead, led him to get defeated by AJ Styles on raw. So I thought, okay, he's going to want to be out here for revenge, not just for a regular, you know, wrestling match. I thought he was going to run out, boot everybody in the face or whatever, take out the OC because they're obviously going to get involved. So take him out from the start and then go after AJ. But no, he just came on down the ring. They got in the ring. They locked up. AJ put him in headlock. And I'm just like, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm waiting for OC to jump in. They don't jump in. The crowd's probably waiting for them to jump in. They don't jump in. They just work. And I'm just like, okay. They just had a match and they just kept having a match to the point where the crowd in the middle of it started chanting for the undertaker. Yep. Sure did. A person that wasn't, obviously he was probably going to show up, but you didn't know that. Yeah. He's definitely not a ringside. He's definitely not in the match. And they're chanting for him over these guys, the real superstar here. And I was just sad hearing that. And they just kept working. Obviously, toward the end of the match, finally, OC's like, oh, yeah, we can do whatever we want. They jump in, jump him. Taker, you know, he, he makes his appearance, choke slams AJ, lights come back on, and Alex Church just, I mean, hey, I'll, I'll say this. The best part of the match was the black mask. He kicked the snot out of AJ. It looks he great. Sure but it wasn't a clean win. I mean, I know, it, Micah, technically it was a clean win, but Taker did it for him. He beat AJ for him. He got up and he kicked him. And like, I, I didn't even really consider it a clean win. I didn't think it did anything for Alistair. It didn't do anything for AJ. It didn't do anything for AJ Undertaker. I hope it is a tag match just because I think Alistair needs to get something out of this. And I think that's the only way they're going to do it. But as far as this match goes, I, I was not a fan. I do want to point out before we move on, because I was going to talk about this at the beginning of the show and it slipped my mind. This is the most dead I've ever seen a Philly crowd. They are always into shows, no matter what. And they make mediocre shows better. But I feel like they almost drug the show down even more because they were silent for almost the entire thing. I don't think it was their fault, though. Like, I just don't think there was much to sink their teeth into. I mean, granted, you could, you know, cheer for the heels or do something and at least entertain yourself. But... I mean, they weren't giving them anything to buy, you know, to, to grab hold of, or, you know, they got into Otis and Dolph. They were into that, but then after, I mean, they took that away from them. They were into Taker. I mean, even though he wasn't in the match, but there was just nothing there. So I don't, I don't really blame them. They weren't great, but I don't blame them. Okay. So I was almost going to skip this next match, but I remembered one specific thing that I want to point out. So the next match is Street Profits versus Rollins and Buddy Murphy. And uh, the match was just fine. AOP was out there, and we were told that they were out there to prevent Kevin Owens from uh, from interfering. Matt, yeah. I'll actually I'll go ahead and give my review for this. I know I was too 
very long-winded on the other two because I had a lot to say about it. But okay. I will just simply say this was a raw match. 100% a raw match. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Spot. So, Micah, who, who do we predict here? I think we all predict we the all, Street Profits. Yeah, right? we all chose the Street, street Profits. Okay, and we were correct. So, <laughs> so AOP's out there to prevent Kevin Owens, and like randomly in the middle of the match, Viking Raiders music hits, and they come running down the aisle. And I just want to say, and I, this is not an original thought. I saw someone say it on Twitter. But I want to say that if you want to get the jump on someone, maybe not, you know, have your music blare and have your name come across a giant Tron. Because that's, uh, that kind of spoils everything, you know? Just a little bit. A little bit. But the, the best part of this match was Kevin Owens starts coming through the crowd. He has popcorn in his hand. And Kevin Owens is incredible. And he hops the hops the barrier. He's sitting on the German announce table, eating his popcorn. And then Seth Rollins like comes to him. He's just sitting there eating popcorn. And he throws, he stands up, throws popcorn in Seth Rollins' face, and then sits back down on the German announce table and continues to eat popcorn. Seth Rollins is all angry, and he he turns and points towards Kevin Owens. And he gets pounced by Angelo Dawkins out of nowhere and gets destroyed. He is tossed into the barricade. It was just, it was really, really good. I do want to point out there was another spot in this match where they almost got the win and Buddy Murphy did not quite get the pin. He turned to Seth Rollins and said, what do I do? And I thought that was a really cool little intricate spot that someone as talented as Buddy Murphy would be able to do. Um, This match was... Over with a giant frog splash on uh, Seth, that was on Buddy Murphy, right? Uh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, you're right. Match the barricade. Yeah, yeah. Seth got and, killed. Uh, it was just fine. Yeah, I agree. Mikey, you want to add anything to this match? I didn't care about this match. I still don't <laughs> yeah. care about this match. No, nobody did. Nobody did. Yeah. So let's get to the surprise of the night. Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. And I, I don't even need to ask. I know we all picked Braun Strowman. Everyone in the world picked Braun Strowman. But wait. Before the match starts, Sami Zayn is in the rampway, and he's like, listen, guys, I, I know that you know this is a team effort, but I just want you two to stand on the apron because I'm going to handle Braun Strowman on my own. They come out, and it's a tag match, and they announce, and they, they screw up the entrance, but the ring announcer says, whoever gets the pinfall on Braun Strowman, should that happen, wins the championship. And so Sami Zayn starts, he's staring at Braun Strowman, and he immediately tags out to Shinsuke Nakamura. It was really great. This match was just fine. Sami Zayn said on SmackDown that Braun Strowman has never touched him, uh, and I believe that's probably true. He didn't touch him in this match either. The ending, Shins, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kinshasa, the crap out of Braun Strowman by hitting his head onto the ring post, Braun Strowman's greatest enemy, and toss him, toss him back in the ring. Shinsuke and Cesaro picks Strowman up for a double suplex, and Sami Zayn hits the haluva kick in the face. One, two, three. Your new Intercontinental Champion. First title he's held since the NXT Championship. Can you believe that? Five years ago, Sami Zayn. Did this match make sense? No. Did it make sense to make Braun Strowman win his first single title and lose it after 37 days? No. Do I care because I love Sami Zayn? No. 
I loved it. It made no sense, but I don't care. It's going to get reset at WrestleMania anyway when Braun Strowman absolutely murders Sami Zayn. I don't care. I love it. I mean, it. it might happen to SmackDown. Let's be realistic. <laughs> nah, they're going to get it to Mania. Yeah, so uh, since I wasn't on the SmackDown review this week, uh, and this is the, the first show that I'm on, I'm going to go ahead and give my future endeavor out. i got to give it to Braun Strowman. <laughs> this guy, I actually... The match was whatever. It wasn't a great match, but you know what? As far as it, it was interesting, so and it was you know a curveball that nobody was expecting. And I like Sami Zayn. I'm glad he's actually finally back in the ring. And obviously, he's going to get destroyed by Braun at some point, and he'll probably win the belt back at Mania. So that's fine. But my God, this dude looks like such an idiot for falling for this. Because what what happened on SmackDown? They they had the contract signing, and Braun had to open his big big mouth. Yeah, and he said, "I'll take on all three of you." And so Sammy, being the smart guy he is, said, "Oh wait, you will? All right, well, we'll sign our name here." And then Braun tried to backtrack after that and say, "Oh yeah, way to twist my words, Sammy." And he's like, "No, dude, you said it." So he, like an idiot, got in a three-on-one match and he lost. And not only did he lose, he lost to Sammy. And then after Sammy wins, he's celebrating on the ramp with his new title. And Braun Strowman is like on the ropes after being beaten clean by these three guys, totally legal. And also the announcers were sitting here saying it was a dirty win. Like they stole the belt. No, they want it fair and square. Braun Strowman said, I'll take on all three of you. I don't care. They said, all right, dude. And then they beat him. So I don't want to hear it. They're them trying to say it was cheap. No, they want it fair and square. And they were on the ramp celebrating and Braun Strowman's on the apron yelling, I'll get you, you son of a... And it's like he got robbed. And I was like, dude, you just got beat straight up. So best of luck in your future endeavor, Braun Strowman. That's fair. Micah? I thought Sami Zayn was the only good thing about this match, but otherwise it was a bad match. And also I didn't care about it. This is a theme for Micah going on here. Yeah, I just didn't care. Um, I don't care about Braun Strowman anymore. Like when I first started watching it, I was like, "Oh, this guy's pretty. This is this is a big guy. He's gigantic. I mean, he can make." Yeah, they they definitely Strowman haven't done like any favors. Or, or Brock Lesnar look like Rey Mysterio. I mean, he's a big guy, but man, he's booked the he's booked terribly. Like he's like, Big Show was the same way for a while, where he was just booked to put other people over. But that was after he was already the Big Show for so long. I don't know. I've, I mean, he got his first title like thirty-seven days ago, which he said, uh, and he lost to Sami Zayn. Which, okay, Sami Zayn's a good wrestler, and he's a good uh, character actor, I would say. He was good in his heel work here, but gosh, he's just, he's basically a manager. It's like losing to Paul Heyman at this point. Yeah, uh, I think when he was a, like, he was a bumbling, I mean, he obviously was a monster, but he was still kind of a bumbling heel when he was, you know, a bad guy, like you said, and it's fine for him to lose a match then, but not when he's a babyface, not when he's meant to be like the star of, one of the big stars of SmackDown, and I mean... I can't say that, uh, you know, I, I'm surprised that Sammy won, but at the same time, there's also the guy who lost to Tyson Fury in his first wrestling match in Saudi Arabia. So That's right. I uh, forgot about that. That was so bad. They, um, they just yeah, I don't know what they do for Braun Strowman at this point. It's, it's awful. Um, he'll probably win it back off of Sammy. If not, they may have oh, like yeah. a triple threat match between Cesaro. He'll win it back in Mania for Sammy. sure. I just I don't get it. I don't I don't care. I don't care. We can move on. 
Yeah, they're Moving definitely on. not not doing him any favors. We have in your main event Shayna Baszler versus Asuka versus Natalia. <laughs> you could have stopped after the first name, Matt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. First <laughs> Shayna Baszler versus everybody else. Yeah. So here's what happened. Shayna Baszler tapped all five of them out. And I believe we said in our previous show that's what needs to happen. And I have some real issues with this match, but I will let you go through it, Kyle, and you tell me what you thought, and then Micah, and then I'll I'll end. So from a story, or not necessarily a story, but from what they're trying to accomplish, obviously it was going to be Shayna versus Becky. They haven't really done Shayna any favors other than her, you know, biting Becky's neck, but even that really wasn't a favor. They haven't done much with her since she's come to the main roster. I mean, she lost the Royal Rumble, which I've argued forever she should have won. But they really haven't done much with it. So this needed to happen. So for what they needed, this was great. For what the match needed, this was horrible. Because, uh, let's see, the first three that were in were Natalia, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan. They were all bodies in there. They nearly killed each other trying to pull something over. Uh, Natalia slammed Ruby Riot into the mat several times. Sarah Logan dove off of the uh, pod at one point and nearly killed Natalia with a flying knee, the most literal flying knee that anybody could ever do. She hit her in the face with her leg and nearly decapitated her, but uh, she was, ended up being okay. But they nearly killed each other. And then Shayna gets in after this. She just chokes out Sarah Logan like immediately. Chokes out Ruby Riot immediately before Liv Morgan can even get in. She's the one supposed to be feuding with these guys. Before she can get even get in, they're all dead. Natalia puts up a little bit of a fight, but Shayna kills her, chokes her out. She's dead. And then she gets in there, and it's like Brock Lesnar in the Rumble, except that's only like a minute and a half, and this is five minutes. She's just standing there and just standing there. It was so long. I'm and just like, standing there. And just standing there. And just standing there. And then Liv Morgan comes in. And she murdered this poor girl. Yeah. She slammed her into the pod. I swear she was crying at one point. Like legit. She's always fighting tears. And then she basically killed her. Choked her out in the corner. She got eliminated. And then we had like four more minutes of just Asuka. I, I will say Asuka cut the best promo of the night. In her pod, it's like she's spitting bars in there, just speaking it was Japanese. Hilarious. It was so good. She's just going crazy in this pod, and so she's just waiting, and we're all waiting, and everybody's waiting. Like they don't stick to a strict time limit in the Royal Rumble. They, right. it's, it's kind of famous that they they fudge the numbers every now and then. I was sitting here like, why are you drawing this out so exactly. long? Just let them come out. Like she's ready to go. Just, just flip the like. Call an audible, just like open the door. Like, why are they waiting so long? And so they get out there and they kind of fight for a little while. It wasn't great. And then Shayna chokes out Asuka and Shayna's your winner. So it was basically just a squash match to get Shayna over. So for what it needed to be, it succeeded. But for the match, it sucked. I kind of agree. I think I think there's some technical issues with the way the match was laid out. Um, I, I know a lot of people have said they would have preferred if Shayna would have came out last and taken out all five at once. Or like next or, to last. Yeah. Um, but no, she just 
picked everybody off, and she. I think this is the first time anybody's ever limited or ever ever submitted every other opponent. Um, which actually, this was a thing that Paul Heyman wanted to do with CM Punk quite a few years back, and Vince McMahon wouldn't pull the trigger on it. Of course, um, he <laughs> it's interesting to see him pull the trigger on Shayna. And honestly, at the end there, I was kind of wondering if Oscar was going to go over because of the comments Vince McMahon made. Maybe those were intentional. Um, but yeah, this is exactly what they needed to do for Shayna's character. This is some um, since she's came onto, I guess, the main roster. I, I don't know if she's officially on the main roster now, but since she's came onto Raw, I don't think they've booked her the way she should be. Um, she should be booked like a female Brock Lesnar. I know a lot of people like Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar's been Brock Lesnar for what, 10, 12 years? Oh, gosh, yeah. maybe, pro- 20 years probably now. What did he, when did he? When did he come 03. I think it was 03 when he debuted. 17 years now, okay. He's been Brock Lesnar. That's been his gimmick. But Shayna Baszler, to the main audience, is somebody fresh and new. She's a UFC fighter. She's a legit, like, she's going to beat these people. If she were legit in the ring with any of these uh, competitors in real life, she would kill them. So that's how they need to book her. Uh, and that that works for her character. It builds on the WrestleMania. Um, so, so it's okay that they did it. I just didn't like it. I didn't like watching it. Um, the problem I had, I think that they should make some technical rule changes for elimination chamber to where, uh, if everybody else is eliminated, there's only one person in the ring. I think the pod should have 10 seconds to open. Maybe something like that. That would have caused, man, the majority of this match to go by, because I want to say like half of this match was just Shayna Baszler standing in the ring taunting. And we did get the great, you know, promo by Asuka, but we had like four minutes of it. It was, it was boring. It was, it was drawn out. Uh, I didn't think the pacing of this match was very good because of that. I didn't think the pacing of this entire pay-per-view was very good. Um, I don't think the layout was very good the way they laid out the matches, but you know, that's, that's another story, but yeah, the match was good from a booking standpoint. I guess they build Shane to look like a killer and somebody that actually could take out Becky Lynch. And uh, they've got to pull the trigger on her with Becky Lynch now after this, in my opinion. Okay. So I'm going to agree with what you guys said. It blew my mind how long that she just like stood there twice, not once, but twice, especially the second time as Asuka is sitting in there ranting and raving. She's ready to get out, but no, you just have to sit there and wait. And it was so ridiculously stupid and so poorly booked I don't understand who in the world thought that was a good idea. Otherwise, storyline, kayfabe, Shayna looks like a monster. And she looks like the first legitimate threat to Becky Lynch in a long time, other than Asuka. I mean, really, Becky was, what, doing those stupid tag team matches for a while, irrelevant. So, I I don't know. I I think that, hmm, I don't know who's going to win at WrestleMania. We'll get to our WrestleMania predictions in a few weeks, but either way. Excuse me. Either way, I think it's going to turn out to be a good choice, really. If it's not Shayna, then what do they do with the story? Right. It has to be Shayna story-wise. I mean, they obviously don't care about the story that much, but I would think it has to be Shayna. I feel like Vince is going to just let Becky win. They're they're building Shayna to be the monster, and I'm sure she'll get the best of Becky in the coming weeks. But knowing Vince... I think he'll want people to go home happy and see Becky win. So, but we'll see. Okay. Does Vince want people to go home happy? 
<laughs> he does not care. Did you watch Hell in a Cell? He was happy with that. <laughs> for, for real. Uh, also, we all chose Shayna, I should say. And uh, I should also say that I won the predictions. And uh, Matthew came in second. And uh, sorry, Riley, you came in last. What was well, the I actual guess you, score? Uh, I had five correct. You had four. Okay. I think Riley not, had three. Not terrible. Not terrible. So if we're going to grade this show, Micah, what are we grading it? In terms of WWE pay-per-views, uh, like a D plus. No, I just I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy my time watching it. I don't know. Maybe not a D. Maybe a C minus because we had we've had some terrible pay-per-views recently. We had Hell in a Cell, which is, gosh, that's the least I've enjoyed anything on television, maybe my entire life. Uh, we had Super Showdown when nobody expected that to be good. That was a total F of a uh, pay-per-view. Nah, I'm going to stick with the D+. Yeah, I just didn't like it. It's not okay. passable. If it's a C-, you still pass the class. They don't pass the class with this one. Kyle? I was so close to giving this a D because I just didn't enjoy much of any of it. But Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan to me was so good. Like It was, it was a great story, great match. It just opened the show, and I felt like it was downhill after that. Obviously, Umberto and Andrade was a good match too, but the rest of the matches just didn't do it for me. Like some stuff just happened, like the you know the Raw tag match for the tag belts. AJ Alistair wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good either, and it didn't make much sense. Uh, and then the cell matches, I just didn't enjoy. So I'll give it a C minus. I don't think it was very good at all. Okay. Well, I'm going to continue the upward trend, and I'm going to say <laughs> Dan O'Brien and Drew Gulak was one of the best WWE matches we've had so far this year. Uh, Andrade and Humberto was pretty stinking good. The Tag Team Elimination Chamber, I don't care what you say, was great. I loved it. I loved the whole thing. It was awesome. Uh, I thought that, what was what was next? Alistair AJ was fine. Uh, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And then the show ended right there because, you know, whatever. Sami Zayn won the Intercontinental Championship. There you go. Great. Um, I'm going to give the show a B-. minus. I, I think that the that a lot of people say they don't like the show because it ended on such a sour note. Because Shayna Baszler stood in the ring for 10 minutes doing nothing. That Elimination Chamber was mediocre at best. And I think that's why a lot of people will say that it's not good. My gosh, I really enjoyed the first half of this pay-per-view a lot. And I'm glad Sami Zayn won. I thought it was cool. I'm going to give it a B minus. I like this show, um, and I, I honestly, I liked it better than most WWE pay per views over the last twelve months. I said it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's okay to be wrong, Matt. <laughs> That's my line. Yeah. You can't steal my line. I think that uh, seeing how Kyle and my uh, uh, grades are so much closer than yours, it technically means that we're correct. Also, what? Riley Riley said for me to make sure to let everybody know she also thought the pay-per-view was bad. So that's three versus one, Matt. Hmm. And I told okay. Stephanie that Otis and Tucker didn't win, and she didn't like it either. So it's four. Yeah. Four versus one. Man, well, you were outnumbered. You were the only wrong person here, and we're sticking Carol, to it. Carol didn't like it, but to be fair, she only saw the last two matches. God, so. the, the group just keeps getting bigger. Whatever. Before it's going to be the entire Wrestle Life universe versus Matthew. Okay. okay, so I'm the Thanos. Basically, is that what we're saying? No, because Thanos wasn't wrong. <laughs> You're the lucky. Right, so, so let's go. Before we end the show, we're going to play a game. All right, and we're going to play a game that we've never played before. Time to play the game. So, 
we're going to play a game called Guess the Real Name. I am going to give you guys a wrestler, and you are going to give me his or her real name. We're going to play in the format where you will continue to guess until... There's like 30 or 40 names on here. You will continue to guess until you miss one, and then your opponent will have the opportunity to guess as well. All right? Sure. So, I'm going to roll a die. Kyle... Give me odds or evens. Uh, odds. Odds. D&D dice. Here we go. Of course the it is. The good thing about, about being a nerd. Roll. 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 You said odds, right? Yes. You don't have it a is... physical die? Yeah, I do, but not in my room. It is 16, which oh happens God. to be an even number. So, Micah, you get to go first. So, I will tell you that some names on here are super easy. Some names are impossibly hard, but I have ended it with the very last name being what I consider moderate difficulty. Because the, whoever gets the last one, you can get 30 names, and then whoever gets the last one is the winner. Okay. So, Micah, give mm. me the real name of Triple H. Uh, Hunter? Okay. The full name? Hunter Hurst Helmsley? <laughs> Okay, that's not his real name. His real name. No, his uh, his real name is Paul Levesque, right? Paul Levesque. Yes, it's spelled Levesque, so I'm going to give that to you. Uh, the How Undertaker. Levesque. It's French. Uh, Mark Callahan. Oh, so close, Kyle. You want to try to steal? Uh, Mark Callis. Mean Mark Callis was his name in WCW, but that is also incorrect. Well, I thought his last name was Callahan too. So Mark Calloway. Oh yeah, that's right. Micah, this is yes. the easiest one on here. Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. That is correct. It's so right. It's so easy. I have to be wrong. <laughs> Mankind. Mick Foley. Cody. Is that his? Is that his real name? That is uh, his real name. Cody Nick, Reynolds. Nick Farley. yeah that's the old yep uh cody reynolds is correct all right we're gonna start getting difficult here lana i don't care okay (laughs) i don't know i don't know uh cj parker so close cj perry perry that's right Uh. all right micah back to you billy gunn william gunn i don't know no kyle uh, I used, um, I have no idea. Monty Sop. Oh yeah. Micah. Right. Yep. Micah Grandmaster Sexay. Oh, that's, uh, oh, I, I know it's Jerry Lawler's son, right? Correct. What's uh, gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I just saw it like a week ago too. Yeah. Is it Christopher? Final answer? No, it's not. Okay. Oh, uh, I know now. Brian Christopher? Brian Lawler is his real yes. name. Christopher is his middle name. Yeah, yes. but he dropped the Lawler, didn't he? No. Mm-mm. He not, did go by Brian Christopher. Yeah, he, yeah. Brian Christopher is his wrestling name, but Brian Lawler is his real name. Okay. Micah, the big boss man. I don't know. Kyle? Um, Ray Trailer. 
That is correct. Good job. All right, Kyle. Ric Flair. Oh I know God. this one. I went to school with his nephew. <laughs> did you really? I did. How did I not know that? Richard, sure Richard Fleurer. <laughs> I'm going to give that to you. It's Richard Fleer. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Michael, we need to hear the story about how you went to school with Ric Flair's nephew later. Uh, Kyle Vader. Uh, mm. God, I cannot remember. Uh, pass. <laughs> Micah? <laughs> I, Anakin? I don't know. Leon White. Ah, so, <laughs> Leon, I knew. You exhausted my knowledge of his wrestler's names. names. <laughs> if I could have got his first name, I could have remembered it, but I, I've, I've heard it before for sure. Yeah. I know like one other wrestler's real name, so I hope you ask me his name. (laughs) We got some easier ones coming. Uh, Kyle, test. Andrew Martin. That's correct. Wade Barrett. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know who Wade Barrett is. Bad news. (laughs) Bad news is wrong, Micah. You're also wrong. I know who Wade Barrett is, but I've never, I don't. His name is Stu Bennett. Oh, that's right. He wrestles in the Indies with Stu Bennett, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know who Stu Bennett is more than I know who Wade Barrett is. There you go. Kyle? Yes. Christian? Uh, Christian Cage? Jay something. That is 50% correct. <laughs> Jay Cage? I don't know. Jay Uso? No, not it. Mike is closer than you are. It is Jay Riso. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. All right, Kyle. Okay. Mr. Perfect. <laughs> Kurt Hennig. There you go. Uh, Typhoon slash The wait, Shock. Wait, 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 wait. What did you say, Kyle? Kurt Hennig. Okay. Okay. I thought you said Kurt Hennig, which is a no. common pronunciation. <laughs> so Typhoon slash The Shockmaster, Kyle. I know his first name. Which is? Fred. That's correct. Uncle Fred. Uncle Fred. It's Fred Reynolds, right? Isn't he related to Dusty Rhodes? No. Who's he related to? He's related to somebody. Fred Fred Monsoon. <laughs> you want to guess, Micah? <laughs> no, I, I would have guessed Reynolds because I thought he was related to Dusty. I swear he's related to some other wrestler and that's how he got the job. Fred Ottman. Hold on. I'm oh, that's up. right. Oh. All right. All right, Kyle. The Macho Man, Randy Savage. Uh, Randy Popo. Randy Popo. There you go. There you go. Seth Rollins. Tyler Black. (laughs) That's a good (laughs) guess. That was his indie name. Micah? I know his last name is Lopez. Uh Uh-huh. The ref called him by his first name in Hell in a Cell. (sighs) Did he really? Oh, yeah. He did. Horrible. Is it like... I want to say it's like Toby or something. Close. You want to guess? I, my guess is Toby. I don't know. That's incorrect. Do you know? Do you know it, Kyle? Tyler Lopez. It's Colby. <laughs> Colby Lopez. All right, Kyle. I think you got a, a pretty clean sweep on these next couple. Our truth. Uh, Ron Killings. Edge. Oh my God, I cannot believe Adam Cole. Okay. There you I was go. about to say, if you don't know that one, come on, Kyle. <laughs> I was like, what is his last name again? Batista. Dave Batista. 
That's correct. It's like Bautista or something, but yeah. Uh, Victoria. Jesus. Um, I was right, by the way. He is Cody Rhodes' uncle, the Shockmaster. Oh, is he? He is Uncle yes. Fred. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I can't remember her name either. Um, I'll know it as soon as you say it. Okay. Good, Mike, you want to guess? Uh, who'd you say, Victoria? Yeah. I'm going to guess that her real name is Sabrina. Lisa Marie Veron. Yep. Yeah. That didn't Kyle? Know. Yes. China. Jody Lawler. Or, um, no, but you're not so Lawler. Close. Not Lawler. Um, it's something like that. Would you want to guess, Micah? I don't know. It's Joni Lawler. That is close. Yeah. Actually, you guys would have been a lot better at this. I apologize. It's gone longer than I you thought. You should have done it in uh, reverse. That would have been a lot easier. Okay. Because you get a first and last name. Okay, maybe next time we'll do that. I'll do real names, and you guys can guess the wrestler. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that, would, that might be easier. <laughs> it's probably not going right. to go any better. All right, Kyle. John Cena. John Cena. That's correct. <laughs> I'm going to throw one in there that's not on my list. The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's not your yeah. turn. <laughs> it's not been my turn the entire time. <laughs> Kyle, Road Warrior Animal. Hmm. Uh, what's his first name? I don't know. Jo- uh, Joe Lornitis. That's correct. Good pull. I knew it was something Jay Lornitis. I was like, I know his brother's John, but what's his stupid name? It's, yeah, Joe Lornitis. Val Venus. Uh, Sean Morley. Correct. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I can't remember his last name. It's not. It's not Austin. Right. Steve Allen. Close, Micah. Steve Anderson. Anderson that's correct. That's right, because of Mr. That's Kennedy. That's right. Micah. Yes. Hulk Hogan. Uh. His name is also Paul something, right? No. No. Oh, then I don't know. Kyle. T- Terry Bollea. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm gonna give. This is a really hard one. I'm gonna see if you guys get it. Adam Cole, baby. Is that Britt Baker's boyfriend? That is. Adam Baker. No. Micah. <laughs> he took Britt's last name. I have zero idea. Austin Jenkins. I was hoping you would ask me Sean Michael's real name. Uh, he's on here. Kyle Jungle Boy. Uh, Jack Perry. That's correct. Yeah. Eugene. Uh, mm. Nick Dinsmore. That's correct. All right, I'm going to skip some of these names because I know any of these people. names, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> I actually, CM know a lot of like I know like their nerd. first name and not what their a nerd. Last name. <laughs> Kyle, CM Punk, Phil Brooks. That's correct. Finn Balor. Uh, <laughs> uh, Phil Devitt. He's <laughs> close, Micah. Because I, I couldn't remember his first name, and I just thought Phil. <laughs> I know he's got a funny first name. Yeah, he does. Oh, I know uh, what it is. 
It's something Devit. You got the Devit right. Virgil Devit. It's also close, but it's wrong. <laughs> Isn't it Virgil? No, it's Fergal. Fergal. Oh, that's what it a is. stupid name. No one goes by Finn. <laughs> he was stupid. <laughs> his parents must hate him. All right, back to Kyle. X-Pac. Sean Waltman. Ricky Steamboat. Uh, Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> Micah? Richard Blood. That's correct. He did a cool name. Did you cheat? He, no, he got a cool name. He does. Like, if you, if you, okay, I can just hear this. That is now, right. That's one thing I hear this. <laughs> like, what does he have to do with the what, your name? Richard Blood, right? Richard Blood. We can't, no, it wants to be a baby face pal. Well, not Blood. Let's go with, I don't know, Steamboat. A steamboat. People like Steamboats. You're like a steamboat in a ring. You never stop. <laughs> yeah, the only, the only names I know are the ones I see on reddit.com slash r slash squared circle. <laughs> and that was one of them. All right, Micah Kane. Glenn Jacobs. Daniel Bryan. Ryan Danielson? Miss Hancock. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Stacy Keebler. That's correct. Stacy Keebler. All right, Kyle. Paul Bearer. Percy Pringle. Oh no. Micah? Uh it's oh it's close. Is it Chris Kringle? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's Percy something, isn't it? It's William Moody. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, Percy Pringle was his WCW. Yeah, that was the second name, name wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I know I had heard that before. I was like, God, that's really close. All right, we're almost at the end, so it's back to Kyle, I believe. Booker T. Uh, <laughs> uh, Booker Washington. <laughs> that was going to be my guess. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have another guess, Micah? I don't. Booker Huffman. Oh, okay. Kyle Curtis Axel. Uh, Joe Hennig. That's correct. Lita. Amy Dumas. Mm, I did the know that. The Mike Mizanin. Dolph Ziggler. Miz- Dolph Ziggler's not his real name? No. <laughs> Kerwin White. No, that's a uh, child. <laughs> um, it's uh, Nick Nemeth. That's correct. Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. No. Micah? <laughs> I don't remember. I, I don't know. I think it's Dean something, right? Dean Simon. Yeah, that's right. The Ultimate Warrior. Oh. Gosh. War- Warrior. That was his name. What is his birth name? Uh, hey, <laughs> no. His legal name is Warrior. <laughs> his legal name was born. I get half a point. <laughs> What was his name when he was born? He identified as warrior, therefore Kyle should get the point. Jeez. <laughs> um, I, it's one of those two that I'll know it whenever you say it. Yep. Any guess, Micah? I knew it at some point, but it has left my mind. Okay. It is Jim Helwig. That's right. It's Well, I mean, once you change his name to warrior, it's kind of like <laughs> Jim right. Helwig leaves your mind. <laughs> right. Um... Where am I here? Shawn Michaels. Michael McGillicuddy. <laughs> Are you Michael, serious? <laughs> Michael Hickenbottom. Yeah. That's correct. Good job. That one. All right, Micah. The Big Show. Mr. Big. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Kyle. Paul White. That's correct. Kevin Owens. 
Kevin Steen. That's correct. The Hurricane. Mm, Gregory Helms. That's correct. Sting. Steve Borden. Drew McIntyre. Drew Galloway. AJ Styles. Alan Styles. No. So close. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember. Micah. I know it because Chris Jericho said it on the list. He <laughs> did on Dynamite. Uh, is it? I'm trying to think of because AJ is his initials, right? His actual right. real initials. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't know. I was happy that AJ is his initials, but I don't. I don't remember. Hazard a guess. Alan Jackson. I, <laughs> that would be. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't Alan know I Jones. Guess. Yeah. Okay. All right, Kyle. Ricochet. Peter Parker. Incorrect. <laughs> he is, is a lot superhero though. Is it main event superstar? That's incorrect. Prince Puma. He, he was it on main is, event this week, by the way. It's Trevor Mann. Oh, Never yeah, would have guessed. I knew it was Trevor because uh, he does not look like a Trevor. That's what uh, what's her name calls him. Because that's All right, Kelly name. Kelly, Barbie Blank. That is correct. Her the real British... name is Barbie Blank. Yep. Yep. The God. British Bulldog. Uh, oh, I know this one. Uh, Davy Boy Smith. David <sighs> Smith. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, Kyle. One. Just to tell you, there are only three left. All right. All right. Chris Jericho. Christopher Irving. Nope. That's incorrect. Christopher Irvin. That is correct. That's what I said, right? You said Irving. Irving. With a G. Jeopardy will not accept that answer by these (laughs) rules. All right, Michael, let's see if you can steal. You've got like none of them right, and you could win this. You got to get these last two. John Morrison. I was actually going to say John Moxley. Uh, uh, I don't know. John Smith. Incorrect. Kyle? John Hennigan. That's correct. Now, Kyle, since this is the last one, this is for all the... Well, I don't know. If you miss it, we'll let Micah guess, and then we'll give another one. Uh, Kyle, for the win, Becky Lynch. Uh, <laughs> I do know this one. Mm, this no is pressure. For all the mar- this is for the win. You've answered like basically everything. Mike has gotten like three or four right. Sammy Zayn of this podcast. He can win. <laughs> it's Rebecca. I don't know her last name. Lynch. <laughs> Incorrect, Micah. Rebecca Quinn. That oh, is that's right. Your winner with, I think, five correct answers, Mr. Micah Sin. Everyone give him a round of applause. Yes. Golf clap. Good job. Good job. I so pretty Kyle, much only know the answers if they wrestled in the Indies under their real name. That is right. So, Kyle, you know what happens when you lose a game? Ooh. That means you have 30 seconds. Matt, hey, me. hold on real quick. Okay. This is bull, first of all. 
<laughs> Second of all, I will accept defeat if you can name me Rusev's real name. Uh, it's Al. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Alexander Barnashev or something like that. You got the last name right. What's the first name? It's like Mirlashov Barnashev. Yeah, I can't. I can't pronounce it. That's not a real name. <laughs> That's more like stool softener. That's not a it's real a Bul- thing. <laughs> it's a Bulgarian name. All right, Kyle. Thirty seconds. Speaking of Rusev, this is good. All right. Okay, Kyle. So here's your here's your scenario. Okay. The year is 2023. The WWE has implemented intergender wrestling. Oh God. And you have your first main event with a man versus a woman. And your main event is Brock Lesnar, and he is defending his title. And I want you for 30 seconds to tell me why Lana will win the WWE Championship in the main event of WrestleMania. And go. Well, obviously, Brock Lesnar is just going to destroy this woman at the first part of this match. But I'll tell you what, Paul Heyman gets cocky. He says, I'll invite anybody to come give this woman a hand. She needs it. And Rusev comes down to the ring. He tries valiantly to save his wife, but alas, Brock Lesnar destroys him too. He hasn't both lying in the ring. He's cocky as anybody can be, but who should come down but Bobby Lashley? And he doesn't come alone. He comes down with all of his sisters. They all jump Brock Lesnar, beat him to a pulp. Rusev jumps in. They lay him, they lay him in the middle of the ring where he's staring up at the lights. And they lay Elon over on top of him, and she pins him for the one, two, three, and becomes your WWE champion. And I'm out at WrestleMania 40. And the the worst part of that was you reminding me of Bobby Lashley's sisters segment. Yes, they're all coming back. That's one of the worst segments in WWE. They're family now. They got to help him out. I deleted it out of my brain, and now it's back. Why would you do that to me? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 89 of Wrestle Life Radio. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate you. You can find us all on Wrestle Life Radio at Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at Wrestle Life Pod. You can find me on Instagram at Twitter at Wrestle Life Matt. You can find Kyle on Instagram at Kyle.Polly. You can listen to us anywhere, but if you're having issues because the last episode did have issues, find us on Anchor.fm. Uh, Anchor is currently working on getting those issues corrected, and then we will also be on Spotify, Radio Public, iTunes, Google Play, and the like. Honestly, by the time you hear this, we're probably everywhere again. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We certainly enjoyed doing it, and I hope you all have an absolutely wonderful day. Take it.